this week I thought I'd talk about, you know, what if you've inherited a garden or your garden has just turned into a weed patch? Where do you start? What do you do? How do you actually get on top of this garden that has really got on top of you? You can read this podcast on my website, plantplots.com, Garden Design for Beginners, How to Start My Garden if It's Only Weeds. Sadly, weeds are just a fact of life. If you have a garden, you will have weeds. But there are weeds, and let's face it, there are weeds. There was originally a definition that a weed is, is only a plant in the, that's growing in the wrong place. I mean, in South Africa, agapanthus are classed as weeds, yet we regard them as being stunning fine you know, specimens in our garden. But in their climate and environment, they spread all over the place. So what do you do and how do you actually get on top of this garden and, and where do we start by taming it? Well, the first thing is really, really, really don't despair. But you are going to have to accept that getting on top of your garden is going to take time and effort and there are no quick fixes. It might seem a really good idea to go and buy the equivalent of napalm from the garden centre and spray everything dead. But to a large extent, what you're then going to do is create bigger problems for yourself in a year, two years, three years down the line. So it's better to start off by doing it properly now and accept that you are not going to have this amazing looking garden that you'd like to have for a bit of time. Patience is the key. So once you've actually accepted and you've sat down and had a cup of coffee and gone, OK, this is going to be a bit of a job and this is going to be a graft, you need to prioritise certain issues and certain things first. What I would suggest that you do is you walk around the garden and you need to cut off any seed heads all right, that you see before they ripen. Because let's stop the problem expanding exponentially. Weeds are fantastic at producing seeds and one weed can produce a gazillion seeds. So if we can get rid of the seed head, we get rid of a gazillion more seed problems, don't we? So we need to start there. When you're strimming and cutting and mowing, you need to take those grass clippings or whatever it is, but don't put them in the compost heap because that will just start them all growing again. You need to dispose of them. Either you've got brown bins or what have you, but you don't want to keep those in the garden. And keep doing it. Don't stop. We've got to prevent the plants from seeding this year because that will minimise your problem next year and you can at least begin to get on, on top of things. Secondly, you need to look for the triffids. There, there will be plants that have become overgrown, straggly thickets of climbers or they've gone over shrubs or they've just literally taken over. Well, you need to be bold and brave here. You need to think, OK, I have got to get this back to a manageable size. And I mean a really manageable size. There is no point in thinking, well, I'll just take the top, the top couple of feet off because it's still going to carry on growing next year. You're going to have the same problem. What you need to do is be really hard and just go, OK, I'm going to take this plant back to a manageable size, which would be no more than six feet tall if it's a really big climber. Just cut it off, cut it down and see what happens, okay? Because at least if it's growing again, you can retrain it. If it's not rigorous to, enough to survive, it was a problem anyway, so what are you losing? Absolutely nothing. You're just losing the problem of having an overgrown plant. So ensuring that we're always constantly 
trimming and keeping on top of our perpetual weed problem and not letting anything seeding. And we've now taken down any of the big stuff into a manageable size. Then you can start to have a look at the plants that are left in your garden. Now, I believe, you know, in a small garden, the plants have to perform for at least two seasons. You can allow them having them, them not looking good for one season of the year. But if they're rubbish for three seasons and only good for one, then do I really want them in my garden? And the plants have to look good from top and bottom. You haven't got enough space in the garden to hide ugly shrubs by planting a nicer looking plant in front of it. So really begin to identify and be ruthless about the plants that you think should stay and the plants that you think should go. So we haven't even spoken about actually creating a new garden yet at all, have we? We're just really saying, right, we've got to get on top of what we have. This is the most important thing. But now we've got plants that we know we want to keep, but they might not be in the right place. And there still might be a whole load of problems around those plants. So what we're going to have to do is you're going to have to create what's known as a holding plot. You need to take a, a piece of your garden, an area of your garden, and dig it over and clear it as much as possible from any roots, seeds in the soil and any weeds. Dig them all up properly by the roots and try and clear an area. Then go to the plants that you want to keep, dig them up, wash the soil off, because obviously some of that soil will be full of weeds, and then plant those in your little holding bed. And then they can sit there and quite happily grow while we get the rest of the garden tamed. You know, obviously taming this garden, you know, it's not going to be an instant process. And it might, it could be a good one year, two year before you finally got things and got on top of things. But in the meantime, that doesn't mean that you can't have a nice little area to, to, to garden with. And so although you've got your holding plot and bed done, I would actually just create one area, probably where you sit, maybe just have two or three bigger pots with a couple of plants that you might be buying in from the garden centre that smell really nice or smell nice and look nice and just have those beside your, your table and chairs. So at least if you're sitting in the garden, you can have a little bit of something nice to look at. And then where you've got really ugly bits of the work in progress, for example, you can potentially use a, a screen just to temporarily hide them away. You know, just put a trellis screen across, just so that when you're in the garden, sitting next in your chair with your little pots next to you, you're not constantly reminded of the work left to do. Now, without doubt, your biggest, longest, most challenging chore is actually the weeding. And it's so important that you don't cheat. There are two types of weeds. There are annual weeds and there are what we call perennial weeds. OK, now an annual weed is a bit like the James Dean of the plant world. It lives fast and dies young. It is programmed to grow as fast as possible, to flower really quickly, to set seed really quickly, and then it'll die off. With these annual weeds, it is vitally important that you don't let them set seed. If they don't seed, the plant won't grow the next year. Then there are the perennial weeds. OK, these come back year on year and there are lots of them. You can, you know, there are garden books full of what are the good weeds and the bad weeds. Obviously, we've got them on the website as well. You can have a look at their plantplots.com. You need to dig these out by the roots and it's no good pulling the top bit off. 
because in fact what that does is that encourages the plant to, to grow faster. It goes, oh, I've lost my green bits. Better send up lots more green bits so that I don't die. If there are underground roots and you leave them in the soil, a new plant will grow up from those roots, which is why rotivating a weed patch just exponentially creates more weeds. If you've got, say, for example, couch grass or bindweed and the rotivator chops that, that root up into 30 different pieces, you'll have 30 new plants coming up. This really is the process where you just have to start at one end of the garden and dig your way out of it. There is no alternative. Now, I know some of you might think that a good alternative will be to reach for the chemical cupboard and grab a spray because, after all, the adverts keep telling us, you know, you spray it once and it'll keep killing the plant. Well, no, because all you're doing is having a short term solution to a long term problem. And any short term solution will actually exacerbate the long term problem. If you poison and introduce poisons onto your garden, poisons aren't clever. They're not targeting one particular plant. They'll just target everything. Same with insecticides. If you spray with insecticides, they don't go, oh, yes, I'll leave that butterfly alone and that bee, and I'll target the earwigs. They just kill all. And the danger with disrupting the ecosystems is that you create additional problems. If you disrupt the balance, other things take over and other things grow. So if you kill all the, all the bad bugs, you also kill all the good bugs. And so when the bad bugs come into your garden, then the bad bugs will exponentially increase in number because there's no good bugs eating them. And so you have to spray more to kill the bad bugs, which means you don't even have, you have even fewer good bugs. And then you don't get the higher predators coming into the garden to feed on the bugs. This time nothing comes in, so there is nothing to stop your bugs being eaten. Same with, with actually spraying plants. You know, you're, you're putting poisons into the soil and there will be residues and that will affect how your garden will grow. Much of spraying seems to be a very easy route out. Really, I would say, just for the good of everything, don't. Get your fork out, get your garden spade out and do it properly. And think of it this way. Think of the exercise. You won't have any bingo wings if you've dug the garden and dug the roots out and you solve the problem pretty much. Unfortunately, when you do turn the soil over, you will generate a lot more weeds growing up. But at least you, these are tiny ones then you can start growing because obviously there are weed seeds in the soil. And when you turn the soil over, you bring those buried seeds to the surface where they generate. But then these are fairly easy because they're very small. You can get rid of them. So if you wait a whole season when you've turned the soil over, as the weeds begin to grow and they pop up, you know you haven't got any plants in that particular area. Anything in there must be weeds and you just keep removing it and removing it and removing it and gradually you will get on top of the problem. And once you've gone back to the bare bones, then you can start thinking about what you put back into the garden because you're not going to have a problem with weeds taking over your plants once your plants start growing. And obviously that's a whole different ballgame then, is how to design your garden and what you can do. We've got lots of ideas on the website. You can have a look at plantplots.com mini makeovers. We've got lots of different styles and ideas of plant designs that we've used. Or if you've got any queries, get in touch, rachel at plantplots.com.